Welcome to the Persuasion Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, licensed esthetician, makeup artist, and anti-MLM advocate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited because today I have a real life (laughs) mental health professional on. This is Haley O'Brien. Thank you so much for being with us, Haley. Thank you so much for having me. It was, I'm doing this on my phone. So I was struggling a little bit with the buttons, but I am here, I assure you. Okay. (laughs) All right. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and then tell us you know like as you're finishing school like your mat about your master thesis that you did yes so what i currently do is i primarily maintain an instagram where i share affirmations and information that pertains to mlm recovery so what i focus on are are twofold it's twofold people who are either thinking about getting out of mlms or people who've gotten out of MLMs. And that is primarily where I do my work outside of Instagram, though, I am a therapist, I am a marriage and family therapist. So primarily, I work with uh, kids and their families. Uh, And I'm, I'm fairly new into the profession. But one day, I would really, really like to expand my practice and really focus on people who are getting out of MLMs or similar groups like that. All right. Well, that is amazing. And tell me why you, like, how are you affected with multi-level marketing companies in order for you to become anti-MLM, like involved with anti-MLM? Yeah. So I actually, and I talk about this sometimes, but I haven't been involved in an MLM myself per se, but I can't even tell you how many situations I've had that have been uh, tangential to MLM involvement. Like my brother was in an MLM when he was a teenager. I had numerous friends who've been in MLMs. I was almost, uh, I almost had to go to a landmark forum, which understandably, you know, landmark is not quite an MLM, but it's very, very, very close to very similar to that community. And I think with my accounting and counseling backgrounds, I started to get really into anti-MLM towards the latter part of 2019, maybe early 2020, especially. And I started to see how it was the intersection of not only financial destruction, but also mental destruction in a way. And it was really fascinating to me, but fascinating in a way where I thought, oh my gosh, I have to do something about this. This is really, really bad. And I have known about this a little bit for, for a lot of my life, but I mean, it really is way worse than I thought. So, so yes. So I started working on my thesis on MLMs in the beginning of 2020. And I submitted my thesis, uh, my final thesis in December of this last year. So just a few months ago, and it was challenging because there were a lot, there's really not a lot of, uh, I guess, prior research on this, but it was really important to me. And I'm hoping that the thesis will be very helpful to people and maybe open up other people's minds about how important of an issue this is. When you first became anti-MLM, were you worried to publicly post it on your social media? 
Like, were you worried that people would be upset with you? You know, what's really weird. I, it's funny because I think that's a really interesting question and no one's asked me it yet, but I remember that someone had told me that they were worried about posting publicly. And to me, I thought for some reason, I just felt really compelled to put my full government name and slap it on there for all of my work. I don't know why. I think, I think what I'm trying to do with a lot of my work is I'm trying to normalize being anti-MLM and, and normalize not thinking that this stuff is okay. So yes. So in a way I was kind of like, Oh, this may piss a couple people off, but at the same time, it was so important to me Mm -hmm. that I committed to destigmatizing being anti-MLM. And for some reason, I thought that again, being very transparent about exactly who I am was, was one of the ways to do that. That's awesome. And you know, somebody asked me the other day, they said, you know, you like whenever people think about you or they look at your social media, like they see anti-MLM, it's like you, like, that's who you are, like as a person. And that's what they think of. And I'm like, oh, I guess they do, you know, but yeah, it's just that that's how I was is I was like, you know what, I'm just I'm now I'm going to make some people mad, but I'm going to go ahead and post it because this is my beliefs. And, you know, I'm sure that people can relate to it. So just love it or hate it. I mean, you know, so that's, that's what I did as well. And I just went for it. And you post like really, really good content. And the thing that I love is whenever you said it's like, shouldn't be looked at. Did you say like negatively, like, like you want to normalize, you say you want to normalize being anti-MLM. And I love that because I've never heard that before, but yeah, like normalizing it. That's, that's great. (laughs) That's great that we have someone like you doing that. And do you think that people like, has anyone ever came to you in an MLM and been like, you know, I'm in a multi-level marketing company. Like, I mean, with your, you know, being a counselor, how, I mean, they do, do they take you more seriously that you uh, are, you know, in mental health? I do think that I've been very lucky in that I have had a couple of people in MLMs reach out to me Mm -hmm. and uh, honestly, I was very shocked, but there was even someone who was in an, in an MLM and didn't say like, oh, I'm leaving or anything like that, but said, I really respect the way that you go about this. And I was really shocked. And I've also had other people in MLMs who've said, hey, I'm in this, I'm still doing some of the activities involved in it, but I am thinking of getting out. And, you know, I, I, I can't, even though I can't conduct actual therapy over the internet, mm-hmm. uh, or at least in that way on Instagram, yeah. I do think that sometimes people see maybe, maybe because I'm a therapist or maybe because of my approach that I'm really truly not coming from a place of trying to be mean and rain on people's parades. Rather, I'm just pointing out that there have been so many people who've had these negative experiences and I'm trying to elevate their voices and I'm trying to let people know who are struggling that, hey, I am a safe place to come to. Maybe I may not be able to do therapy with you, but you can open up to me and you can even say something like, hey, like, I don't know if MLM is right for me. And I, and I think that's great. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know, it's, there's just so many people that like, okay, what do you like, there's so many people involved and I love that they're seeing it from 
from your aspect of it, someone with your education. Okay, so being a mental health professional, have you have you seen the connection between multi-level marketing and cults? Absolutely. Uh, I, in fact, a big portion of my thesis towards the beginning is all about how there are so many similarities in how cults and MLMs recruit, what they do once you're inside of it, and how they treat you once you leave. I think that, you know, for example, I think that even one thing that that stands out to me about cults and MLMs is even the people at the top of MLMs, they're often so similar. They're very charismatic they're, and they're very often enigmatic. And I think that's very similar to people who head cults and obviously all the other stuff that goes on in there. It's, it, you know, in terms of the indoctrination and some of the, some of the, uh, like some of the trainings, for example, can be very similar to some of the rituals that go on in cults. It's yeah, there are definitely a lot of uh, similarities. Yeah, it's really interesting once you dive deep into it, because it's one thing to just like joke around, oh, you're in a pyramid scheme, you know, how people put like, like the memes up on social media. And it's just one thing to like laugh and joke, but you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that it goes so much deeper than just like a tube of lipstick. Like it goes so, 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 so much deeper with that, you know, with, with, you know, MLMs, like with the bite model, like I know that I've mentioned that before on my podcast. Do you see that a lot with, or every time, you know, you look at at someone that's with an MLM? Yeah, because I think if we look at the bite model and we look at each, uh, each, each of those letters, really, I mean, you have behavior control. Yes. I think absolutely. You have someone on top of you when you're in an MLM, who's trying to tell you, you need to post this, you need to do this. You need to talk to this person. You have information control where you have, again, the people towards the top who are trying to make sure that Everything seems all good and sunshiny inside of the group, even though it's not always that case. You have thought control. So again, they're trying to tell you, you need to think positive. You need to convince yourself that this is going to work. And you have emotional control, which is really very similar to what I described, which is just them trying to make sure that you're happy all the time, that you're, that you're uh, satisfied with everything that's going on in the group all the time. Because if you're not, then you'll get wise to the situation and leave. So it's, it's imperative for those people in those MLMs to keep you, uh, keep you controlled really to make sure that you keep doing their bidding. Right. Do you have any close family or even friends that are involved with MLMs? You know, I do. And it's really hard and honestly, a little bit awkward. I'm, I'm really fortunate in that, I was actually able to speak to a, a very close friend who is in an MLM and basically have a, a heart to heart with her, a mini heart to heart over text, right? Where I yeah. was able to tell her, look, like, I'm sure you've seen the stuff that I've been posting and doing and have learned about my thesis and all of that. And you know that I'm anti-MLM. I just want to let you know that I still love and support you. I just don't support the MLM. So hopefully we can still keep our friendship. And, you know, it's been a little bit rocky. I think, um, I think it's always hard because, uh, MLMs are not like normal companies, you know, like if, if, if I, if I don't like, uh, 
I'm trying to think of an example, but if I'm not super into, okay, I can't really think of a good example. So like I won't hate, even go let's there. Let's say that you hate, you hate Walmart. Like you have like this beef with Walmart. You hate them. Right, so right. Like your friend went to work for, for Walmart and you would tell them, look, you know, I'm not saying Walmart treats to, let's not even use Walmart. Let's just say, um, <laughs> okay, let me come up with like, I don't know. Like, let's just say there's a specific store, grocery store that your friend was going to go work at and you heard that they don't treat their employees good. So you're like, right. hey, don't go work at this store. And, you know, and she'll be like, what? They don't treat the employees good? Yeah, I'm not going to go work there. Right. And Probably there's like really, that. yeah. And I mean, even, you know, even if it was something like that and she said, well, you know, I can't really get a job anywhere else and but I don't take it personally that you think that because they probably do suck or something like that. Like that's probably how that conversation would go. But when you're in an MLM, the people who get recruited are, are told that, no, you, you know, everything has to be good, you know, turn down the haters, don't listen to the haters, uh, you know, cut them out of your life. if They don't like what you do. And so I think that's really the key distinction between a, a quote unquote regular company and an MLM. Right. Right. All right, so I have a friend that is in an MLM and she knows my stance on it. She's actually in two MLMs right now. And I've been knowing her since I was in second grade. And we were like really super close at one, like we we're really close. She moved away, but we still talk all the time. Well, she just joined um, another MLM when she joined the first one. I said something, but now she's in another one. And I sent her a message with the income disclosure statement um articles from the FTC like I was like look I love and support you as a person but this you know this is not a you know this is <laughs> it's an illegitimate way to make money and you know I just told her all everything so she you know I said do you listen to my podcast she said yes so I'm thinking like what am I doing or what like what am I doing or what am I not doing because I approached it from such a loving standpoint, yet she's not going to change her mind. And so your friend that you told, like, you know, all this to that you're close with, like, what did she say in response? Is she still with, does she continue on with the MLM? You know, as far as I'm aware, and, and, I'll, and I'll be very honest, uh, I haven't checked in a little while because... I, I think both of us just had a lot going on and it slipped my mind, but as far as I'm aware she is, and it was really interesting because when I approached her about it, I think she, she said more or less, I understand, but kind of avoided the subject. And I, I just don't think she, I think she had the sense that I, I would maybe try to convince her out of it. And understandably, she mm -hmm. didn't really approach the situation, but that's interesting about your friend. I think that's yeah. so fascinating. And, you know, I don't want to speculate, especially since she may be listening, but for, for anyone in general who listens to your podcasts and reads some of the things that you uh, post or send them, I'm wondering if those wheels are turning, if they're thinking, you know what, like, I really want this to work, but is it actually going to work? Because I think sometimes people convince themselves really that it'll, it doesn't work for those 99%, but it'll work for me. And part of me wonders if people listening to this are starting to realize, oh, maybe I am the 99%. All right. 
And even, and I say this like a broken record, even if you aren't in the 99.7%, you're making the money off of the ones losing money. And I say that constantly because it is true. It's so true. And I don't know, it's, it's just kind of, it's really frustrating to me because, you know, I put myself out there, you know, I, I mean, I thought that I had more of a positive out, you know, experience, like more of a positive response than a negative response when I was like, hey, this is what's happening and I'm against multi-level marketing, you know, because someone reached out to me and they thanked me, they left the MLM. So I felt great about that. But, you know, I also don't know what's going on, you know, behind, behind that. Like there may be a lot, like way more people who are, mad with me and who just think I'm a hater <laughs> people that I know so it's just you know and, and all like for example I have it's like I've seen so many people leave multi-level marketing companies recently and you know at like last year I think it was maybe it was year before I was keeping a list of all the ones who shut down and it seemed like it was such a change but that could be because I'm surrounding myself with like-minded individuals. Do you think that's what it could be? I do. I, I do think that's what it could be. And I think to go back to the frustration, which I, I totally understand. I, I, I do think it's, it's hard. I think with, with going against the MLM, I call it the MLM complex, which is probably a little bit corny, but it's really the best way I can describe it. When you're going against the MLM complex, what it really is, is it's kind of a battle between facts and logic, which is what you're using by looking at the income disclosure statements and looking at all the stories and synthesizing that information versus the emotion, which is what MLMs use to entrap people. I think that MLMs are super super good at uh, taking, at, at manipulating people's emotions and essentially convincing them through emotions alone that they need to stay by convincing them, no, it's not that. It's just that you're not working hard enough or, oh, it's not that. It's just that the world is full of haters. And so it is frustrating, but at the same time, like, I don't think it's that you're not taking the right approach. I think it's a very earnest and good. And like I said, very logical approach. I just think that the frustration lies in how those pesky emotional tactics that MLMs use can be effective. And I think that's really what we're fighting for. And what it comes down to at the end of the day is people who are in these MLMs, uh, you know, listening to things and over time deciding for themselves, okay, I don't want to listen to this stuff anymore. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And if, if someone, was trying to tell one of their friends and they don't want their friend like mad at them or think that you know like they were hating on them or whatever but let's say that someone's like very very best friend joined an MLM and they're anti-MLM what should that person say to their friend to to raise awareness what should they tell them well I think always it's important to remember that we as anti-MLMers, I think at our core, even if we sometimes get caught in the weeds a little bit with other stuff, we are coming from a place of love. So I think prefacing that conversation with, hey, I'm coming from a place of love is important. And then I think the other thing that's important too is to not um, 
hold your friendship over their head. Like if you join an MLM, we won't be friends. Or if you join an MLM, I'll be so mad at you. I think providing information, saying you're concerned and letting the person know that you support them, no matter what, you just don't support the MLM is important. I don't think it's effective like I said, to be aggressive about telling people don't join an MLM because believe me, I, in my heart, I know very well that that's exactly what I'm thinking. I think you and I and other anti-MLMers, of course, we're thinking that in our heart, like, yes, don't join an MLM. It's a very terrible idea. But I think that when we're approaching friends who are maybe not anti-MLM yet, or maybe they're pro-MLM or they're in an MLM or joining an MLM, you know, they're in a completely different mindset. So we have to approach it differently and say, hey, look, I do love you. I'm, I'm not going to hate you or judge you if you join this, but I just do want to let you know, I am concerned and this is why, and showing them that, and then letting them make their own decision. You know, I think that's unfortunately as frustrating as, as it is, you know, we, we have to let our friends make their own decisions. All right. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Exactly. That is for sure. And, um, you know, I think, you know, how people are saying, you know, I I can work hard enough to be in that, that, you know, top percent. I also think that people, you know, have spent so much money and they're like, if I could just recoup some of it, I mean, that may be a reason I'm not sure, but you know, a lot of these companies, I don't know about a lot, but I do know a few of them for sure. They don't have a buyback program. So they're sitting on this inventory and, uh, you know, but then again, it's like a catch 22 because they're still ordering every month in order to meet their minimum. So, you know, it's just like so much stuff and, or maybe they don't even have any type of inventory and, you know, they're just hoping to make some of their money back. So do you think that's like a large reason why they stay or some of the reason why they would stay? Absolutely. And in fact, there's actually a term for that. It's called the sunk cost fallacy, which is pretty actually very applicable to a lot of things in life. And it basically dictates that if you've invested so much in something, whether that's time or money or what have you, you're going to want to keep doing it because you're like, oh, well, I've already gone this far or I've already invested this much. And I think for those people in MLMs who've spent like, I don't know, $6,000 in startup costs or whatever, yeah. it's like, yeah, of course you're not going to want to just abandon it right away. And I think that that again is, I think kind of a tactic that is an emotional tactic that is used by MLMs is that I think that the ones that can get you to invest that much initially, uh, they know what they're doing and they know that people are going to stay longer if they invest that much in the beginning, because, Hey, if they want to recoup all those losses and they figure they've gone this far, they might as well continue. Right. Right. It's, it's, it sucks. <laughs> it's got to really, really suck for them. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Like really bad. And so everyone should go and follow Haley on Instagram or wherever um, you know, I can leave, if you want me, I'll leave your link tree actually down in the description, but on Instagram, she is counselor Haley. And is there any, any closing words that you would like to address, say, or anything you'd like to address? Uh, just that, uh, if you are in an MLM or if you've been in one and they're, you're feeling any kind of guilt or shame that, you don't need to feel any guilt or shame. I do think that there is always a way out. There is always 
a way to recover. You're never in too deep to get out and that you do deserve to find happiness regardless of your history and MLMs. I don't care if you've been in one for five minutes or five for 50 years, there's, there's always a way to go a different path. And I encourage people to have a lot of compassion and love for themselves. I love that. And I love that we have Haley in this movement. She brings so much to the table. So that is just beyond amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on to the podcast and talk to everyone. Thank you so much, Jess. And I really Mm -hmm. love and appreciate your voice too. And I'm so happy to be on the podcast. So thank you for having me. No, thanks for coming. I want to thank everyone for listening. And I do mean that. Like truly, like with the bottom of my heart, I truly, truly do appreciate everyone who listens to my podcast. I would really appreciate everyone going and giving Um, a follow to the podcast Instagram page or the Facebook page and just sharing it with someone who you think might be interested in it. And that's a free way that you can help it out. I hope everyone has a great, great rest of the week.